Hello and welcome to the Change Your Latitude podcast. I'm your host, Pascal, business coach for location independence. I've always felt a bit different and being on a set path never really worked for me, so I started creating my own. Five years ago, I decided to quit my career in the advertising industry to start a business and travel. Now I help freedom seekers build a location-free business and set up their nomadic lifestyle in a way that makes them feel alive. In this podcast, we talk all about letting go of conventions, starting your own business and traveling with it. You'll also get to meet fascinating people that chose to live differently. There's more than just one way to live. Let's change your latitude. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are doing well wherever you are in the world. Here in Montreal, summer has just arrived and it's kind of bittersweet for me because on the one hand, I've always enjoyed the few months of very nice weather that we have here in Montreal. But on the other hand, as some of you might know, I was supposed to be in the middle of year-long travel plans at this point in time. And I know some regions are allowing some types of travel right now, but from where I am, it hasn't been possible yet. And it's made me a bit antsy. Anyways, speaking of antsy, I have to think that some of you out there have also been feeling antsy to just get any kind of positive momentum going. And today's guest will surely give you some inspiration to do so. Today I'm talking to Michelle. She's currently a UX designer, but maybe not for much longer. She's been questioning her path in recent months and has worked on getting some clarity and some momentum. She's committed, she's curious, and she's got a ton of ideas. So if the recent months have given you some perspective on your situation and you've been wondering if you're in the right place, you will definitely get a lot out of this episode. So without further ado, let's get right into this one. Well, welcome to the podcast, Michelle. I'm super happy to have you here to chat about your journey into realigning and changing your life a bit and kind of reinventing yourself in a way. Um, and I think this discussion with you today will be super helpful for the listeners that are looking to change their life. And maybe they want to start a side hustle. Maybe they want to launch a business or change their career or change their lifestyle. Um, and so I'm super excited to chat with you today. But before we start, uh, can you tell us a bit more about who you are and what you do? So my name is Michelle, and since I am so new to this world, it's pretty exciting that I already get to kind of speak about it. I am a full-time UX designer, um, and I'm basically just trying to find what my inner passion is. Um, I've been working in UX for a couple of years now, um, straight out of college, and, you know, went straight into it thinking you know, this is the world I want. I want that corporate life. I want that stability. Um, and now that I've reached it, I couldn't be more wrong. And now I want my freedom. Uh, and I feel like that's a pretty common, uh, a pretty common story. Uh, you know, you always want what you think you want, because that's kind of what people have told you for so long, or the story that you've heard over and over again. And, uh, and yeah, so So I guess that's kind of my my story right now. And uh, I'm just trying to figure out where to go from here. In terms of myself as a person and not just job related, um, I'm super into sustainability, really enjoying simple living and trying to find it more and more every day um, and trying to surround myself less with technology. 
I love that. And I think so many listeners are going to relate with everything you've been saying. Um, I know I do. Um, but before we chat about all that, I have a question about UX. Um, I know it can be very vague for a lot of people. So can you tell us a bit more about exactly what that is? Sure. So I actually had to Google how to properly define this word because every time someone asks me what I do, it turns into this whole complicated thing. And then I just get blank stares. Like I've just confused the bejesus out of them. So I, I grabbed an actual definition from, from something called uh, the Interaction Design Foundation, which is a great course for anybody who is looking to get into UX. Um, Cause I know it's really scary when you have to make a change in your mm -hmm. career. Um, but it's a great resource and uh, I can send it to Pascal if she wants to include it in the show notes. Um, but basically the way that they describe it here is user experience design is the process design teams use to create products that provide meaningful and relevant experiences to users. This involves the design of the entire process of acquiring and integrating the product, including aspects of branding, design, usability, and function. So I know that that is a mouthful, um, but basically what it is, is it's a, it is a team of people who is responsible for designing a product from A to Z at the center of that design process. Mm. Um, and so if you want to think about it, like if you've ever heard of the word um, user interface, user interface is basically the the color palette, the visual design. Um, you can think of like a graphic designer, you can think of typography, whereas UX is like the interaction that that person is going to have with a product, or you can think of like a website. They're the people who create the full experience. Like how is that information, the research that goes into, you know, figuring out how a user even wants to use your product and, and that kind of thing. And also the story that goes along with that experience. Yeah, and so a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a lot. And uh, it's a very high stress job because you're working with so many different teams. You're working with developers. Um, you're working with um, architects. You're, you're working with just, you know, very brilliant minds who are turning to you to uh, basically have the right answer. And most of the time you go in and you're basically learning how to use the product mm. uh, yourself, you know? Like you don't have that, uh, that knowledge bank of what that product really is because oh, your job is, for, is to see it as a user would and to, to repair it or to design it in an unbiased way for them. You're like an advocate for the user, I would say. Right. That's a big job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is a big job. Um, but a lot of people do really enjoy it. And, and there are certain things I do love about it. You know, I do love the connection that it, it gives me with different departments. I love being able to speak to people who have different knowledge about different things and different personality types. I mean, that's not always like the easiest thing when you're working a nine to five job and you just mm -hmm. want to get your work done. But yeah, it's taught me a lot about myself as well. And some of the skills I didn't realize that I could have, I would say that this coaching program has also helped me kind of see what I did have in myself 
because, you know, you work your day-to-day job, you don't even realize what those skills are because you kind of just assume everybody has them or mm-hmm. everybody goes through them. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's important, I think, to have this perspective uh, when you want to leave the corporate world. Sometimes we ask ourselves, well, what else can I do? Uh, but there are like core skills that we all have or zone of genius or however you want to call it that we can apply into other industries or other types of work. So yeah, definitely. I think you've been working a lot on your mindset and I think that's a great thing because I I see a lot of people just rush into taking action without necessarily doing the inner work and finding their purpose and working on their mindset. So that's something that you've been doing a lot lately. I'd love for you to maybe talk about what it's like to have work on your mindset at these very, very early stages of your journey. Well, I will say just from, you know, my family, we have all been very self-analytical just through past experiences that we've had to work through. And that has been very useful for me going into this experience and being able to be open-minded about, you know, what I'm actually feeling on my day to day. And, and a part of the mindset work is really to look inside and and know what you want. And, and it's so funny, like, with this mindset work, one of the basic things I had to do basic, you know, as a title, but it is not basic, is to, you know, make that vision board and to, and to look in the future and say, what is it that you're, you're after? And what is that dream for you? It off for so long because I knew it wasn't at all what I was doing now. Mm -hmm. And I knew that it was just going to make me like so tired and sad because I'm like, Oh no, I have such a long way to go. But that was not at all the case. I really do find that having done these activities or or these, I'll say even workshop is, is that it's really helped me kind of steer my life in the right direction. And also to look at myself on a day to day basis and, and say, am I following that path? And mm-hmm. am I going down the right road? Like every day at work, like, I would say when I started this program, I was at my wits end with work. I even started therapy on top of coaching because I just couldn't stay sane. And it's so useful when you have that drive for change. And also if you're the type of person like myself who like will get upset middle of the day and then let it affect them for the rest of the day. If you have that mind that mindset work to help you look at yourself during the day and say, why am I upset? What is it about this that I don't like? Is this is it my entire job that I don't like? Or is it actually just this part of my job that I don't like? And that alone has helped me kind of figure out, well, do I want to leave UX altogether? Or is it just simple changes? Maybe I just need to work at a different place that aligns better with my values. Or maybe I do just need to have a creative job on the side that helps express myself that way and then continue my nine to five or maybe I hate UX and I want to move on and those are things that I I have to say I'm still trying to figure out but I I will say that like with the job I have now it is extremely corporate and and I do love people and I often find myself thinking like man I, I really don't like people anymore which is like crazy because that is my you know the thing that fills my heart the most is when I just get to have a conversation with a stranger 
but it's like those days at work where you're like, man, I hope no one talks to me today because I know that if somebody talks to me, it's just, you know, another problem that I have to solve. And uh, it can be quite draining. So yeah, it's a good point. Because I think when you're not, you know, living on purpose or in alignment with what you really want, uh, that happens, we kind of like become this other version of ourselves that is really not us. Um, And I think that might be why because we're not necessarily living on, on purpose and doing this mindset work is so important. And I think it takes a lot of courage. And as you said, the word basic, like it's very simple, but it's not easy. It's, it takes a lot of courage to dive into these questions and to really do the work. Yeah, for sure. And I know that I shared with you that I was afraid to, to do the work because then Mm -hmm. I would see what I really wanted. And, and I'd be like, man, I don't want to do what I'm doing at all anymore. And, you know, you like flip the table, like I'm out of (laughs) here. See ya. So that job. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to start from scratch right now. And a lot of the time, and for most people that just isn't feasible, like I do, you know, have a house to pay for Well, now I have a house to pay for, which was self-inflicted, but you know, like I do have an apartment to pay for and I do have, you know, food to buy and like clothes to put on my back. And I can't just quit my job like that. Whereas some people have found these opportunities, I would call them to, to really take that time to focus on themselves full time which is really, really nice. And, and that's not to say that you can't if you are working full-time, but it is just a different way of thinking and, and a little bit more of, again, a mindset challenge to say, I can still do this. How am I going to prioritize my time? Definitely. And what do you think has been the most maybe helpful for you to stay grounded during that time? And because it's scary to make that change, uh, for sure. So what do you think has been the most helpful? Or do you have any tips for people that want to reinvent themselves and change their life? And they're just kind of paralyzed? Well, I will say, if you're thinking about it, if you are in any way unsure about the road that you're going down, and you have that wonder, just go for it. There's no harm in challenging yourself to do something new. I I can say that I've really appreciated having a coach because sometimes you just need someone to see things from an outside perspective, especially when you've surrounded yourself with similar people for a long time, you've had a job for a long time, you just can't see mm-hmm. the other opportunities that you may have. Like for me it was coaching, but you know, it could be really anything like something to really just get you thinking about, well, what if, like, what are some of the things that I do have interest in? And that sounds easier said than done. I didn't know any of those things before I started coaching, but something to, to wake you up again. And that's, and that's something that I will say is that kind of brought coaching to me. Like my sister is doing coaching, which is how I learned about it. But, you know, I got to a place at my job where I was feeling too settled and too stagnant Mm -hmm. and not to say that there wasn't or there isn't room for growth in my company but in my mind I was feeling extremely stagnant I'm like well now I'm gonna buy a house and I'm gonna and I'm gonna get a car and you know that's that and the other thing that typical road that you go down but I didn't want that and and I didn't feel challenged I just felt like well this is my life now and it felt very set for me And so that's not to say that if you enjoy a nine to five job, there's nothing wrong with that. 
It's just putting a little bit of focus on yourself and putting yourself in in that spotlight and investigating whether you are on the path you want to be on. And I don't know. I just think I just, but then again, that's me. Like I love challenging myself and doing new things and, and growing and and all that stuff. And that's the reason why you felt so, you know, set on a path that didn't really make sense for you also, I guess. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. And also like this world that we're in right now, opportunities. Like I remember when I graduated high school and then I felt overwhelmed because I'm like, what am I going to do with my life? Like I have, I had no specific goal that I wanted to reach. I didn't have a specific career I wanted to go into. So you kind of just go into whatever (laughs) and and see where it takes you, which is kind of fun in itself too. But I think a lot of us kind of went down that road. Mm -hmm. Now there's like tons of opportunity for self-employment and it's different than it used to be. Like you don't have the overhead Um, like renting a space unless you know that's the field you want to go in and you want to be face-to-face but you know there are new opportunities that I wasn't aware of back then so yeah so I think I don't know like I don't know if I've answered that question but I uh yeah absolutely I think I I think it's your spot on and it's just you can feel it in your intuition when you're not on the right path I think you kind of start becoming someone you're not and then it's just having that courage to create that space for you to really reflect and have the courage to do that mindset work and it's an ongoing work you have to do but to just do the first part of it and just to look yourself in the mirror and really ask yourself the simple but really difficult questions of what do I really want where do I want to go with this and am I on the right path and if I'm not what do I want? What should I do? And that's what you've been doing lately. And it, it's not an it's not an easy thing to do. And I think it takes a lot of courage. And now that you're kind of juggling, you know, between this full-time job that you still have, but also to realign your life and start a side hustle in a new project, where are you, you know, what are you doing to find the time and the energy to just fit this all in? Well, I will say that this time being forced has been so helpful. Like the timing couldn't have been more perfect uh, in terms of having starting coaching at that time because there's so many less distractions right now. And I feel extremely lucky that way because I am definitely that person who is always too busy to do anything. And I often shift my focus away from things that I know will benefit me, even just, you know, being creative to be creative, just, you know, to do something else and and do chores and to go see friends and to, you know, to do those kinds of things. And I'm not doing myself any favors. And it's been really nice to have to sit in it and have to, Mm. as messed up as that sounds, because I know a lot of people are not enjoying that part. But, you know, to really, to really sit in it and to bring that focus back on again to like what I want Um, and the working full time part, it's been nice as well to, to know that I don't have that commute on top of, of my regular day, because not that the drive is that long, but it's that extra time that you're not at home that makes you so much more exhausted. Like I now find that I have, that I wake up naturally much earlier than I used to. I am able to do um, research in the morning for my own uh, benefit that doesn't have anything to do with work. 
Um, I could spend more time during my lunchtime to do that because it is my my time and I can spend it however I'd like. Um, and after work, of course. And and also, I, I've been getting myself more excited about it because it's for me and because it's some, I'm following a path that I'm actually passionate about. So it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like work. Like, in fact, I'm actually finding it to be challenging when I'm finally like on a roll and I'm, and I'm getting excited about something that, and now I have to like go sit back down and, and do my job. I'm like, Oh, this is so boring. Like, I just, I don't want to be doing this. And, or I'm sitting through a meeting and I'm like, you know, like hand on my head, like, Oh, I could be doing like all these other things. Like I had to miss this really cool uh, zoom call yesterday. And, you know, I got stuck in a meeting that I totally didn't end up needing to be a part of. And, and I'm like, man, I could have been in that like really relevant Zoom call, but that's just the way that it is. But I will also say that I have been scheduling my life more. Um, whereas before, like my too busy was basically me just being a disorganized mess and like double planning my entire life and like just, you know, never giving myself a free minute. But I've been scheduling all of my things now, which I, I really have enjoyed it just, it really helps me. And it's a tool that I've been using. And I think that's another critical part about uh, trying to make something of yourself is to kind of nail down what those tools are for you. Mm. I have definitely not figured them all out. And I don't in any way even have like a project that I'm specifically working on, but getting those tools in place so that I can start has been really helpful to even just shift my mind in thinking like, this is my work time. And then this is my time. And then this is my spare time. Like this is my personal free, do whatever you want time. But then there's that time between those two that is specific to that new movement you want to start for yourself. Mm, So many great things that you're talking about now. Um, I want to go back to maybe two points that you've shared Um, I think it's really, really interesting, the fact that when you're starting to work for yourself, and you're kind of taking back your life into your own hands to, because you were mentioning, I realized that I wake up much earlier than I thought. And I think it's really great to be able to adjust your workday based on your energy and to just make it more natural and less, you know, strict. It's been very game changing for me. Um, and also the the other thing that you've mentioned, the scheduling. Yeah, this other point is about scheduling your time. It's it's a very empowering way to just take back control of your life and take your power back in some way, because you're no longer you know relying on someone else to decide when you work or what you do but you're kind of defining it based on your energy and that you're, you're scheduling exactly what you want to do and when it fits for you. And there's a huge, well, huge, there's a big period when you go through this, that's a trial and error in terms of like you've mentioned systems and tools and all of that. And you'll hear a lot of people on podcasts or blogs or YouTube videos talk about so many different tools. It can be overwhelming because you kind of want to try them all out and see what works but it's really going through through it for yourself and seeing it, you know, developing your own tools and not necessarily copy pasting someone else's and just going through that. It's a, it's a very interesting and empowering journey to be on. For sure. And, you know, my partner, he sees me as a very organized person. 
you know, I may seem that way because of the tools that I've used throughout my life and had to kind of figure out because, you know, you just, otherwise you're living in disarray or whatever, but he'll often turn to me and say, like, help me get organized. Mm -hmm. Like what, how can I better organize my thoughts and that kind of thing? And I can, and I give him my suggestions, but he often doesn't use them because that probably the tool for him. And it's up to him to kind of figure out what are the things that work for him. And that goes for everybody. Like I have a very specific brain and, you know, you can only figure out what works for you. Absolutely. So we've been talking about your journey into kind of having this, let's say, wake up call into realigning your life and changing your life and doing this mindset work and just finding your purpose and finding excitement again about your life. So what are you working on right now? What is this new path that you want to be in? So one of the things that is extremely important to me and that is mostly on my brain all the time is just my home. And I think a lot of people can associate with that. And I think that could be a positive thing. I think it can be a negative thing. I think a lot of people have a very weird relationship with their home. Um, And I put a lot of time into my home because I am totally a homebody. I don't know if people would call me an introvert. I think I am. It's just so important to me to have a space that I feel safe and that I feel like myself in. Because a lot of the time you're just, especially I think as an introvert, you have these social factors that make you so uncomfortable throughout the day. And then there's just this feeling of like when you come home and you're home and you're able to just kind of relax and be yourself. And I think a lot of people don't have that feeling, which is, Mm -hmm. which is unfortunate because they're so busy with the rest of their life, especially people with kids Um, people who have to work additional jobs, people with different financial situations, all those kinds of things. And um, it's something that I would just love to be able to share with the world and show that it isn't, or it doesn't have to be, you know, like all of these home renovation shows where they're spending like an insane amount of money and that it doesn't have to look a certain way or be a certain way. And this is something that also I've I've been exploring. And I know you and I have talked about this, um, which is minimalism and decluttering and, and just simple living all together. And with those things associated to them, I think that it can be really overwhelming for people because you hear those words and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to get rid of all of my stuff. Mm-hmm. All these things I love so much and these things that mean something to me. And also things you've worked really hard to buy. And now, you know, because of a movement, people are telling you, you need to get rid of them. But I do think that there is an art in decluttering and a weight that can be lifted off of people's shoulders. Um, and again, it's, it's kind of a way of taking control of your life. Yeah. Like the yeah. amount of time I spend just cleaning is crazy. <laughs> and like, I don't want to live like that. And I don't even have that much stuff. But a big part of what my job is today is solving problems and creating better flows and better environments. And although they're digital, I would love to be able to take that into the world and create these spaces for people and also for myself, which is like a whole other thing. So, so yeah, so I, I would say that that's my, my main focus right now is figuring out how I can apply that 
principle for others and just being able to help people figure that part of their lives out because people are busy. <laughs> like they just don't have the time. I barely have the time. And it's the thing that takes up most of my thoughts. Like if I'm not working, then that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. And I think it's, I, I just love this so much. And I know we've talked about it uh, during our sessions, but it's just, it's a very interesting way also for the listeners to see how you can transfer your skill and your traditional job and then bring it, it to another sphere. And I think it just really makes sense into like the link between what you're doing with UX and your core skills and to transfer it into that new environment. It's just really interesting. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I think that's a huge part too about kind of figuring your, your stuff out is is kind of figuring out who you are. Like a lot of the time people look around or you look at yourself and you're like, well, you know, everybody has those skills. Everybody's good at this. Everybody thinks that way, but they don't. Yeah. And, and it's the people who tend to kind of look inward and then shine that out who yeah. are able yeah. to make a difference because they're using that passion to drive, to drive their life. And I know that that like, uh, people who, what is it? Like that CEO mindset of, you know, you never worked a day in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, I do chase that feeling for sure, because I know a lot of people say that it's not realistic and, you know, it's like just a job can be a job sometimes, but I don't want it to be. And I, and I feel like a lot of people have given up on that dream and, you know, you spend a lot of time at work and, and it's like, what do you want your day to look like? Like some days I'm feeling extremely creative, but like today, for example, I was really happy just doing the specific type of work that I was doing, which wasn't any sort of screen design. And I was very happy doing that. It just made my brain feel way better. <laughs> and it took a lot of stress off of my shoulders. But that's because I set boundaries for myself today and I, you know, put control in my day. Whereas I think it's really easy to not have control over what your day looks like because, you know, you're working for somebody else or for a company that doesn't necessarily respect your you know, your day-to-day -day and, and that kind of thing. Um, like, I know I would be feeling much different if I were still working at a coffee shop and I was on my feet all day, but luckily that's not the case. Mm, definitely. I, I love everything that you've, that you've said here and also the fact that people are kind of giving up on that dream um, that you mentioned. I think it's so true. And I think there's definitely a way of taking back your life and making it fun. And exciting, mm -hmm. for sure. Actually, and on that note, because I've kind of been flipping and flopping about this and trying to figure out how I can even incorporate it into, into my future. But, you know, even like thinking about your home and what your home looks like and buying a house, which I know is extremely uh, stressful on people right now because of the price of our planet mm -hmm. right now is it's so unrealistic. Like my partner and I, we both have you know, pretty good jobs. But even for us, like buying a home was a really hard decision and, and it's expensive. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to learning about different opportunities for home living and, and how to alleviate some of that stress for people and more community building and, and what that's going to look like in the future. And maybe like, you know, being able to just like buy a bus and fix that bus up and then live in it like like to show that that is possible for anybody and you know just because you have two dogs and three kids 
you know, that that can be a possibility for anybody and that you don't just have to settle for, for a life just because of your, of the path that you've chosen. Um, and, and the thing that I would also say with that is, you know, while you're trying to find your journey, if you do have a partner and a family that, you know, conversations are super healthy. Like my partner is extremely aware of what my goals are now and he wasn't before. And unless you talk about that with your partner, then you're never going to do anything about it. And then you get to learn about theirs too, which is like, which is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's just, it makes it much more fulfilling uh, in the relationship also to be able to support each other into reaching these goals and just keep yourself accountable as well. Mm -hmm, Totally. And support each other. Like, like he encourages me all the time. Like every time I finish a coaching call or even therapy now, he's like, how was it? You know, like, what did you learn today? (laughs) Which is really cool. And something you've mentioned also like to, with the bus and and the family and everything, I think it's important also when you, um, and at any point also to have those people to look up to or other references, because sometimes we're just really close into our own world of this corporate job and seeing people living the same kind of life. And we kind of think, well, it's impossible. But once we start, you know, opening our eyes to all these other ways of living and that we have other references it just makes it more possible for you also yeah exactly exactly and I mean it doesn't help like Pinterest for example like my again my partner he keeps saying like put your phone down because I keep wanting to just like over plan our home because of course I want to keep it minimal I want to move with intention I don't want to bring everything with us I want to start fresh but then a part of that is go and and then you turn to Pinterest, which has these like beautiful pictures mm-hmm. and it's super unrealistic most of the time because it means you got to buy everything brand new or you can look at it as an opportunity to do a do-it-yourself project, which is really fun. Or you can be the person who has the complete opposite life and think I could never have that. Yeah. And I think like you said, there's such an importance of being able to show different situations and different people with different backgrounds and different, you know, social circumstances living, you know, these types of lives as well. And it, and that's, I guess, a part of social media that I have a bit of a qualm with is, is the fact that it is, it can feel very unattainable and stuff, not to say all of it, of course, I do love these accounts that feel more real and and you know speak about their their story a little bit and to show you know it's like I am also just a person like Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) like I'm not like a millionaire or something you know absolutely I think sometimes it just there's a this image of doing it perfectly also uh even Mm -hmm. if you're going after like an alternate way of living Um, And it's something we've talked about, like to with your new project that you're going to create, and it's still like in this very early stage, but you want it for people to have kind of like a peek into the life that you want to create and kind of bring them on their journey, uh, on your journey as well. Yeah, exactly. And, and to show that it is a lot of work, Mm -hmm. but that it, it can pay off or that I will learn new things along that way. And And I, for myself, I do feel um, 
like pretty strongly about not wanting to tell somebody how to live and like this is how you do this thing from what we were saying earlier you know it's like everybody's got their own journey and they have their own way of being successful and it's just to kind of show like this is how this has helped me with this thing and like one thing for me for sure is stress and creating a more simple life where it feels like my day is like a little bit more clear and so or or open so I'm hoping that I'm able to document that well enough like this transition from this tiny one-bedroom apartment with the crazy amount of work we've tried to put into it to make it what it is and it's still definitely not perfect and it's still you know pretty crammed Uh, for two people and how to not, you know, move into a bigger space and just relearn or redo all the things or or re-undo all of the things that, you know, we work so hard to, to achieve here just because you have a little bit of extra space. Exactly. And you're going through this journey, you know, like you said, from going to that one bedroom apartment into a bigger home, um, So do you have any maybe quick tips or advice for people that want to go on this journey into decluttering? Like I know you're going to go through it now. Um, Do you have some tips for the listeners about that? Sure. Um, I am definitely in no way a professional. I have not taken any Mary Kondo certification, Um, but I will say that starting small is the best way to go about it and just starting in sections. Because I know one thing that we all want to do is just to get it all done at once and to have that final picture. Um, And I know like for ourselves, living in a small one bedroom apartment, that is just not possible because once you start one project, then your entire apartment is is a complete disaster. So I definitely will say, you know, start small, just start with sections and and go from there and see and see how you feel about it Um, and see like what energy it gives you. Hmm. Like when you open that drawer again, after you just gone through your clothes and you're like, oh my gosh, like I know exactly what's in here. I know exactly what shirt I'm going to wear because it's right there. Um, Like that's a pretty nice feeling. Um, And also I will say a big part of this journey is if you live with another person, it can be a lot more challenging because they may not feel the same way as you and they may not be on the same path as you. Um, So So that's just something to consider as well as, again, being able to have open discussion about what's important to you and why you are going after it. And it's not necessarily to just get rid of stuff because you don't need stuff. It's about that feeling that you want and that freedom that you want and being able to share that with your partner or even your roommate or or your kids or, or whoever may be living in your home with you. And, and then being able to look at it and say, oh, okay, well, that's why they're doing that. And, and, you know, then they can maybe get on board for their own reasons, but you can never expect someone to, to want to, you know, get rid of all of their things. Like, again, my partner, he's got things he, he's not ready to let go of and he will eventually. And, and he, he's seen my world a little bit over the years and he's definitely changed that way. Um, But, you know, slowly, like I'm much more of a, of a zero to a hundred person, whereas he's a little bit more of like a consistent 50%, you know? So yeah. So I, I guess I would definitely say just start small and start in sections and see, see how you feel from there. 
Yeah, I love this advice and <laughs> it really works. And I know that when my husband is going to listen to this episode, he's going to be so, so happy because, and it's funny because he has the same birthday as you do. Uh, and you're very similar in some way, but um, I remember when we first started our journey into decluttering our home, uh, maybe seven years ago, I wanted to get everything done like the same day. And I'm that kind of person. And he's like, no, we're going to do it by section. And <laughs> this is how we're going to do it. And I was like, super like, oh, I just want to get it. done. <laughs> but he was right. Again, he was right. So it's a great, great piece of advice that you gave here. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. If I lived alone, <laughs> I would totally be like, let's do this. <laughs> and my house would be crazy. Like that episode of Friends where Monica like just redoes the entire apartment that, you know, her and Rachel end up moving into or Joey yeah. and Chandler's apartment like that. But it, I guess it's helpful to have that other person there that you're like, okay, I guess I can't like, you know, create this giant mess. But yeah. <laughs> But actually, and that being said too, it kind of creates this experience together because mm -hmm. I, I have a different way of organizing and it just comes a little bit more clearly to me. Like I'm extremely visual, like I can picture exactly what I want. Um, whereas again, my partner, he can't. And so, so often he'll ask me like, I don't know where to put this or like, where does this go? And, and at first I'd get so frustrated, like, come on, like, it's so <laughs> obvious but some people, they just don't have those organization skills. Um, and, and you got to be patient with that too. And that's the other thing too, about like being able to help others with that is, is helping them with organization. Cause some people really like, they just, mm -hmm. they don't, they don't have it. Yeah. They want to do it. They want to get rid of stuff. They want to choose with more intention. They want to, but then when it comes time to do it, they're kind of stuck. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I love everything that we've talked about. <laughs> I love everything, simple living and decluttering and just finding your purpose and having the courage to do all this mindset work. It's been a very interesting conversation. Um, and something I, I ask my guests usually is, you know, change your latitude. It's all about growth and uh, movement as well. On like a physical standpoint to travel when we can, uh, but also on the mental level to change your latitude. So I'd love to know if, well, you are doing it right now, but how you plan to change your latitude this year. I think I just want to be more patient um, because I think it's really easy to look ahead and say like, why aren't I there yet? Or even with people, sometimes I'm, I can just be extremely impatient and also to be more content. Mm -hmm. So like to be able to just like, say like right now, you know, we're in the middle of moving and things are a little bit weird and I'm just really looking forward to moving to the new house but to be able to just be content with every day and appreciate every day of the journey and be patient at the same time, which I kind of feel like they go hand in hand because I can often be very like task driven, like, okay, well, this is what we're doing. So let's get it done. And, and sometimes it's just about enjoying that instead of just, you know, rushing to that end result or end thing. So, so for me, um, that I'm trying to work on. Um, I love that. It's such a beautiful 
way to change your latitude. And it's so true that we tend to chase things without necessarily pausing and realizing what we're doing and celebrating all the milestones that we kind of achieve also. Um, mm -hmm. I love that. Well, thank you so, so much, Michelle, for being here today. It was a very, very nice conversation. And I know a lot of listeners are going to just absolutely love everything you've shared because a lot of people are going through the same thing or they're thinking about doing it, but they're scared. And I think it's going to shed a light on so many things. So thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you're right. I hope people really enjoy it or I hope they get something out of it because that's what it's all about, getting people to come together. Um, and uh, I look forward to seeing what else you what, what else you put together here. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really do think it was a great one. And I want to thank Michelle again for taking the time to talk to us about her experience. I honestly think that when it comes to believing in yourself, looking inwards and just putting in the work, Michelle is a true testament to how generous life can be in return. So if you have any questions for Michelle or myself, please feel free to send them to us. So that's it for today's episode. Hope to see you again soon.